Praise the Lord, everyone. I am super honored to be here with y'all tonight and to take opportunity in this Testimony Tuesday. Um, before we get started, I would like to give honor to my pastor and his wife, uh, Pastor Green and Sister Green, Brother Omar and Sister Lorena. Thank y'all so much for um, having me be a part of this opportunity. Um, I have watched everyone else's, so I'm very thankful. I have made a lot of changes to my life just watching them, so I hope that my testimony um, does the same with y'all. Before I get started, I would also like to honor a couple more people that y'all will hear in my testimony. One is going to be um, a couple. <laughs> uh, Brother Matthew and Dulce, first off, I would like to thank y'all so much um, for the time and dedication that y'all have put into my life um, since I've been here at Austin First Church. Uh, Mama Stevens, Sister Stevens, and Bishop, thank y'all so much. Sister Mendez, the Smiths, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all um, for always keeping me in line. <laughs> and the Davies family, I hope I'm saying that right, Sister uh, Davies and Brother Davies, and Michaela, thank y'all so much. Uh, before I get started, let's open up with a scripture that I picked that has really helped me throughout my lifetime. Uh, in Proverbs 3, uh, 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit. Submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Um, Proverbs 3, 7, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. The people that I'm going to bring up in my testimony today, I want y'all to know that I love them. And um, there has been so much healing that has taken place from in the past till now. So do you know that if I mention um, people, they are not who they used to be in my life. Um, in other words, um, things have changed. God has moved in my life and in their lives. I grew up in a household where there was mental, verbal, and physical abuse, and um, it has helped me grow into who I am today, and I always tell people that, and they're like, what? Um, I am who I am because of the way I was raised, and I'm very thankful for that opportunity. Um, I will cry, and I will laugh, so bear with me. <laughs> My parents got divorced uh, when I was two years old, and... Um, when I was in my mother's womb, the doctors had told my mother that I was going to be a sick child and that, you know, I would not be able to play with kids. I wouldn't be able to talk with them. I wouldn't be able to communicate with them and, um, for her to get ready to make changes and, um, changes for the house because of me. When I was born, the doctors had told my mother that I was 100% healthy. And so I want to say that was my first attack ever when I was in my mother's womb. <laughs> um, the two years that I had before my mom got divorced um, were okay. My father worked for NASA, and my mom didn't work. So my mom was always home. But after two years, uh, they had gotten a divorce. And I was raised by a single parent. When my mother left, she left with me my sister, herself, and the clothes on our backs. We didn't take anything 
Because um, one thing my father had said was, I worked for it all, I take it all. And so it was not easy because my mom had never really worked. She was a stay-at-home mom. So we lived in a car for quite some time. Many people don't know that. <laughs> but we lived in a car when I was around two or three. And my, my sister would sleep on the passenger side and I would sleep on the dashboard. And my mom would go to gas stations and go buy 99 cent diapers. And, you know, there were nights where we didn't eat. So it was a little bit difficult. Um, being raised by a single parent hits different. We learn to take care of our brothers and sisters and to fight for each other when our parent is not there. That's one thing that I've learned, and I'm so thankful for my mother for, for showing that and teaching us that. Um, while growing up, she started working at Walmart, and we didn't have much money. So we went from living to a car, moving into an apartment, and then to a townhouse, and then finally a house. And um, the more we moved up, the harder it was financially for us. And I remember my sister, my older sister, lived with us, and she had worked as well, so she would help with the income that was coming in. And we didn't really have much um, and like I said, there were times where we did not eat, so it was quite difficult. Um, I remember one time my sister came home and brought one box of pizza and one box of hot wings, and it was a little box from Little Caesars, and I kept that box because I fell in love with it. For all those who have gone shopping with me, y'all know that I love boxes and that I'll buy them. <laughs> but um, it was a little box, if you were to put your two hands together, that's how big it was. And any coin I found on the road or, you know, in my household, in the car, I would always put it in there. And I remember we were going to the store to cash out all those coins so that we could eat. And I remember this man, we lived in Houston at the time. This man, he, um, he was tatted and he had a, a muscle t-shirt on and some shorts and uh, we lived in not the safest area in Houston, <laughs> um, but he came and he saw me and he handed me $20. And to this day, I still pray for that man, not knowing if he's alive, but that the Lord bless him for what he did. Because although he did not know what we were going through, we dressed in rags and, you know, we didn't have the best shoes and sometimes we didn't have socks, you know, but to this day, I still pray for him, that the Lord bless him and his family. Um, when I got older, abuse, physical abuse came normal in our household, which was hard. Uh, there was this time I left my shoes in the living room, and my mom got upset. And she came, and she said, come here. You know, she was going to discipline me. And she started spanking me while I ran. I was always a runner. And so, so I ran, and she said, wherever the, wherever the belt lands, that's where you're going to get hit. So I ran to the couch, and I put the covers over me. And she spanked me, like I said, wherever the belt landed. Uh, for a while, I didn't go to school because of the bruises that were, you know, on me. And um, it was quite hard. 
But seeing it now, I understand that it must have not been easy, you know, for a single parent to raise children um, and make sure they're doing well. That is not an excuse, <laughs> but I come to realize it must have been hard for her. Um, we moved over here to Smithville when I was in elementary. In junior high and high school, I started leading a Christian club called Fellowship with Christian Athletes. And we started with five students before I took leadership. And by the end of my senior year, we reached 100 students. So we would always have to find bigger rooms to share the word of God because of how big it was growing. Um, I want to add this. I'm 24 years old, and I, I really have not had an easy life. Today I work with FCA, and I work with students from school districts, and sometimes my heart breaks because I see myself in them. When we would go out and we would go to church, we would be dressed the nicest. Our hair would be done, and we, we definitely put on a good show for the people. I will say that a show. We put on a good show, but people aren't who they are when they walk out in the community versus how they are behind closed doors in their home. And when I realized that, um, that's when I started working for youth ministry, um, in youth ministry, because that's where the passion grew. My mother did not agree with me leading devotionals to students at my age. I didn't have a mom who prayed for me or with me. She prayed for me, but she didn't pray with me. I didn't have a mom who held me, who told me she loved me. I didn't have a mom who, you know, was, I don't know how to say it. Um, she was just different. She loved differently. And I didn't understand that until I was 20. So um, she would mock me. And she would make fun of me. And I would get up early and go to school. Like as if I hadn't cried all the way to school because of the words that she had said, or how I felt. I knew as soon as I got off my car and went to school, and I led fellowship with Christian athletes, and I gave devotionals, and we had a worship team, it looked as if, though, I had a perfect life at home. <laughs> Over the years, I grew and structured that that hiding face pretty well of hurt and pain and put on a face with a smile and as if everything was okay at home. But like I said, it was not always, it wasn't always easy. When I went into college, I went to Assemblies of God University and I was going to be a teacher because that is my passion. And I was going to be a teacher and I sat in my dorm room, straight A's, a wonderful student, and always helping there, part of a missions club. And I remember sitting there thinking, something's not right. And I had a dream of this lady 
who is now one of my greatest mentors and my number one supporter. I had a dream that we, me and this, me and this man walked into a room and there was this lady sitting down and she was praying and she was crying. And I said, why is she crying? And the man next to me in my dream told me she's praying for revival and she's praying for her children and she's praying for her church. And the man told me, no matter what, she is going to watch over you. That woman was Sister Stevens. And it was crazy because when I had asked her out of the blue, I said, I told my brother, can you get me Sister Stevens' number from mom's phone without her knowing? And he did. And I got it. And I asked her if she would take me to church here with her because something just was not sitting correctly. And when he did, she said, of course. He sent me the number. I texted her. She said, of course, anytime. So I came home for break from school, and she brought me here, and she walked me through Austin First Church. She walked me through the sanctuary, and she walked me to the prayer room, and that room was exactly the one that I had seen in my dreams. And that room where that lady sat and prayed, crying for revival and for her family and for this church. It was Sister Stevens. And from there, I knew that something was different. And when I came here, I felt at home. It was in 2018 where I got baptized here at Austin First Church, and I loved it. This has become my family. Y'all have taken care of me. And I'm a very observant person. So being raised in a home till 20 where I was, where normal was verbal abuse and mental abuse and um, physical not so much, but verbal and mental, yes. It was crazy because there was a love that I never knew. A love from a church family that I had never known of. After getting baptized, God had started using me and giving me dreams and visions, and I, didn't under, I really didn't understand them. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that I had them, and that's where the Smiths came in, and they would mentor me in that area, and they would pray for me because I would always battle. They didn't know what I was battling. They may have and not have told me, <laughs> but I would battle coming to church every Sunday because... Home was not such a nice place to live. And growing in ministry and being used by God, you, it's hard to find a balance because there is no balance. So one day I was at work and I came home and my mom had told me some things that I will not repeat, but it hurt me so bad. I didn't really understand the pastoral authority part because I was so new to church and how it works and I'd finally told Sister Stevens and I was at a ladies conference and this woman came up to me and she spoke into my life and told me a dream that I had had and I had no clue who this woman was and 
she, she definitely poured into my life. I finally told Sister Stevens what was going on at home. And I, Sister Green didn't know either. She just told me, you need to be at the ladies' conference. And she, she let me stay in her room with her mom. And it was just a powerful move in my life. That's the night where the breaking had started happening in my life. And the bondage that I was under started pulling apart from me. One night I talked to Bishop and I told him what was going on. And I left home because of how bad it was. Uh, at the time I was 20. But having the mother I had, she was very, very loving. And she was in her way. And she was very um, protective. And she watched me like a hulk. And, and so it was, it was different. So after that night, after she had told me a couple of things that really hurt me, I sat in the bathroom and I called Marissa Mendez. Marissa Mendez, when I started coming to this church, she was the first hyphen. I had started coming from like maybe like three times I had been here. And nobody had really came up to talk to me. And the third time I was here, Sister Marissa Mendez talked to me. And I told her, this is what's going on. And I had talked to Bishop. And I had stayed with her after I had left that home of verbal and mental abuse. And from there, I went to Dulce and Matthew. I had no car. Um, I had nothing when I left my mom's house. And, and Marissa told me, we were talking about it sometime, like two weeks ago. And she said, Corey, you scared me. Because when I was removed from that bondage of verbal and mental abuse, I had no clue what to do next. My mom told me what to do. She, she, was, she, was always, she, was, she always knew what to do. I remember being at Marissa's and I would sit there on her couch and I would look out the window wondering what was life really about? Because I was so sheltered as a child. And so um, I had no car. I, I, was, I wasn't really a grown up even though I was 20. And I transferred my job from Bastrop to Austin and I started working there. I walked four miles to work. I had two jobs, so I worked at Ross and then I worked at Academy, so I worked about 16 hours a day. Every single day, maybe not just, just not two days I didn't work, but every five days I would go to work and I would walk four miles to work and I would take a lift back home because it was too dark. And um, in that process, when I didn't really know what life was on my way to work, when I would walk, God would talk to me. And I would tell him how alone I would feel and how hurt because of all, of all that was going on in my household that I had never addressed until that moment. And when you don't address things and you let them grow for a long while, they will hit you real fast and real hard. So I would walk four, four miles to, to work, and I would work 16 hours a day 
and I would take a lift back home. And I would hop house to house in the church. So I would go to, I started at Marissa's and I went to the Alves, Dulce and Matthew. Thank y'all so much for showing me the love that y'all did and helping me grow. Dulce, I appreciate, I appreciate you so much. And then I went to the Davies house and then I went to TBC. Going to TBC, I just was there this last semester. And I remember how much it had changed my life because I was finally on my own. When I say I love Texas Bible College and I will promote it wherever I go, it is one thing that I will always do. When I was at Bible College, I moved into Houston. And I always had um, that thing for approval, you know. So I moved with my cousins there and they became my pastors. And we had left a couple of churches, which was hard because I was only used to one. And I worked in children's ministry at one church and I found out that we weren't going back and it broke my heart because I love children's ministry. And I was a Sunday school teacher and I thought I could never go back to say goodbye or to teach them anymore. And that was the hardest thing. When I was at Texas Bible College this last semester, I prayed and asked God where I should go. And I felt such a strong connection to Austin First Church. And I would talk to Dulce and I messaged her on how I did feel a connection to Austin. And so now I'm here. When I got into Austin, God opened doors for me in ministry. And it was a great and powerful thing. I have grown in so many areas. Because I was so sheltered and I was only raised with my immediate family. Coming to church, I realized that they are the next closest things besides my little sister to me. Before my dad had passed away, I hadn't talked to him in 20 years. And God had told me when I was at my mom's house, go and see your dad. And I believe I texted Sister Green and Marissa and told them God told me to go see my dad. So I got up and left and I went to go see my dad. It was a month after where he passed away from COVID. And I was at TBC at the moment, so it was very hard. At that moment, my dad passed away, my cousin passed away, and my uncle passed away weeks from each other. So it was, it was a very hard hit. But when I came back to Austin First Church, it was, the atmosphere was the same. And I say that in the means of the anointing that flows within this church, within the ministry team of music and the youth ministry, every ministry that this church is founded on, it was the same, anointed. And I could feel God every time I came here. And I said, this is the place that I need to be. When I was at Texas Bible College, I had a talk with Pastor and Sister Green asking if they could be my pastoral authority because I was stepping into a ministry that I had yet not known of and know what God was going to do. And Pastor Green gladly accepted it. And I'm so thankful for them. Because when I can say 
that Pastor Great and Sister Great will stand in the line of fire for you and will fast and pray for you. It is so true, and I'm so thankful to have a pastor like that and a pastor's wife like that because we need it in the time that we're living in. With all that is being said, I got healing from it in the end of my last semester at Texas Bible College, which was a few months ago. I had walked with some bitterness and some hatred, and it was so hard because I always seeked approval from probably not the best people, <laughs> but um, coming back, I have been poured into over and over again. So I say this, I am 24 years old, and it has taken a lot because I have ran. <laughs> I have ran a lot away from what God had called me from. And so I am 24 years old, and I now work with children in school districts and teach the word of God and I mentor them and a lot of students I see them I see me in them and to work with them is the greatest blessing that I could ever be a part of so I want y'all to know that for any young person from my age, even younger, that if you live in a home where it's not the same picture when you step outside those doors, you are not alone. And there is a church here with anointed leaders that will take you in as they have done for me and walk with you as they have done for me and will feed you the word of God and pray for you and intercede for you as they have done for me. And without this church and my church family, I don't know where I would be, but y'all have all shown me the love of God, something that I had never known in my life growing up. Y'all have shown me to pray Y'all have shown me to worship in the biggest trials. And y'all have shown me the meaning of family. So I do thank y'all for that because without y'all, like I said, I don't know where I would be. My relationship with my mother is very different now. There are times we have Bible studies in our car and it's, I love it because it's something that we can do together and share together that will live on forever and that is truth and that we can connect with. And I will hear her pray and she will hear me pray. And I'm just very honored and thankful because what y'all have shown me, I can now show my little sister I could not have done it without y'all. My little sister has been coming to church and she has been praying on her own and I'm very thankful. But 
There is never a thing as wasted time. There is never, I always tell people, there is never any wasted time. There is no wasted season because God is showing you and growing you at that moment. And what you have before you is because God has allowed it. And what you don't have before you is because God has allowed it. So, thank God for the many blessings you have and the ones that are on the way. Thank y'all so much for allowing me to share my testimony with y'all of how I was raised and where I'm going because we're all on the same road and to be unified together with a very, with a very powerful testimony of our own. There's many people who need that same healing, who need to see that we can make it through. So I thank y'all for listening to me tonight. I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed night.